0: Hello,
1: this is Mike Van Meter, and welcome to the Recovery is Possible podcast, and I want to thank you for joining me. You can reach us at our Facebook site, which is also called Recovery is Possible, or our website, which is vanmeterwellnesssolutions.com. And this episode is sponsored by FHE Health, a substance abuse and mental health treatment center specializing in treatment for first responders' needs, including PTSD, anxiety, and substance use. So take the first steps to a better life today by visiting fhehealth.com. And folks, uh, today I want to bring on a special guest, an old friend of mine, Lieutenant Molly Harris from the Ohio Highway Patrol. And before I introduce her, just I wanted to give a little background as to how we know each other and the work that we do. She is with uh, Ohio Assist, which is out uh, obviously in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. And this is a a PCIS or a post-critical incident seminar. And I'm going to let Molly explain what all of that is and what that entails, but how I came to be associated with uh, ASSIST was I had uh, a student in uh, one of my classes when I was teaching at the FBI Academy, um, and that's Heidi Marshall, who's been on this uh, podcast uh, previously and she was, at that time, before she retired, was a part of Ohio Assist, but she had been one of my students at the FBI Academy in a course called Leading at Risk Employees, and in that course, uh, they were still in the developmental stages of Assist, and they were talking about the addiction piece of it. Uh, Like I say, that's a piece, and Molly's going to explain all the other moving parts to it, and uh, to make a long story short, Heidi decided when she went back to Ohio after the National Academy to have me come out and discuss addiction there at uh the at assist. And we did it and I've been doing it I wanna say since about twenty seventeen, I think. Uh yep, so it's been correct. a little while. It's been a while that I've been doing it. And it's it's held, you know, about four sometimes a little bit more, but generally four times a year. And I've enjoyed it. It's been a great experience and I've met some phenomenal people. But it is a great program that helps a lot of uh, first responders. And so uh, I want you to learn a little bit more about that and uh, meet Lieutenant Molly Harris. So welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Mike. I I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about Ohio Assist. Um, You know, like you were saying, it's a a very important program um, and a great resource for first responders across Ohio.
1: Well, and it it is a... a, So tell us a little bit about that because PCIS... Is, is held in a number of states. Ohio is not the only one. So can you tell us about what PCIS is, maybe the history, and um, how that came to Ohio and and where you guys are now?
0: Sure. Um, so I can kind of give you a little bit of history about um, even the Highway Patrol and how our involvement, um, how we became involved with Ohio Assist in the Post-Critical Incident Seminar to begin with. Um so, we had some officers that were involved in a critical incident, and during that critical incident, it came out that they needed more, obviously, um, more resources, just more assistance to kind of find that new normal, right? So, um, after that critical incident, we went, and our colonel at the time said, Hey, you know, we need to. Um, find a program that would benefit our employees uh, that have been involved in critical incidents, and um, to help them to maneuver through it, because there's a lot that goes on with those, and we know from um, it affects all first responders, not just not just law enforcement. So. Um, Steve Click that you you uh, have talked to before on your podcast mm-hmm. and also Heidi Marshall, they were uh, tasked with trying to find some sort of program and they came across a program that was hosted down in South Carolina and it was a post-critical incident seminars. And so we took some of our folks down there and I believe there was even a, a couple people from other agencies that went down there and uh, from Ohio and um went through the program and once they went through the program they were like this has to come back to Ohio and that's kind of where where it was established um everybody from South Carolina was absolutely phenomenal in helping us to set up the program um you know just just helping to educate our peers that are now involved, um, just, uh, they were, they were phenomenal. So, uh, currently I want to say, I think there's 11 states that have post-critical incident seminars and I, and there may be more now cause I know that there were some states that were trying to come on board. Um, I know Florida is one of them. That's trying to, to get a post-critical incident seminar there. And I believe Louisiana is thinking about also, um, bringing one on board there. So, um, as the word gets out about how important this program is um, and how helpful it is and how beneficial it is to first responders, I think that you'll see more and more uh, going across the state so what or the United States. When we talk about post-critical
1: incident, incident seminar,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what, is, is this just police officers or is it uh, – when we say first responders, for anybody that's listening to this podcast that may not understand what that fully entails, tell us a little bit about that.
0: So for Ohio, it encompasses all first responders. So we um, have dispatchers, uh, corrections, EMS, fire, law enforcement, uh, all, all disciplines across Ohio that are considered first responders can come to this training um, There is or come to the seminar. It's, it's not technically a, a training um, per se. Um, and then in other states, it's specifically just for law enforcement. I know that some states are even looking at possibly um, developing a post-critical incident seminar for frontline workers, such as ER staff or hospital staff, especially after COVID. I know that a lot of, um, you know, our hospital staff was really tasked with a lot of things and and went through a lot of stuff and are still going through a lot of stuff. So, um, you know, they're, they're looking at even expanding the post-critical incident seminars to, to medical staff as well.
1: Yeah. And I was going to say, so It can be tailored, and there's sort of a trend right now, and and I'm glad that you mentioned the emergency room staff and and nurses because uh, I know the, I don't think it was the last one, maybe the the second to last one that I went to another assist, there was a lady that came out, and she was a nurse, and um, she was exploring the whole program to maybe implement into hospitals, uh, providing that for hospital staff. So this whole idea, this concept is expanding, isn't it?
0: Yes, absolutely. We've actually at, at um, two of our post critical incident seminars recently. We've had observers from hospital staff um, and people in the medical field to observe how the the seminar, um, like the components of it, how how it works over those three days, and how they might be able to apply that to medical staff, knowing that that's a little bit different. Um, job duties that they have as compared to, um, you know, first responders that are going to the scene and starting off um, kind of the, the beginning stages of helping people and getting them to that, that medical staff in the hospitals.
1: So the, the folks that come to this, this seminar, uh, first of all, how long is it?
0: So the seminar is actually three days, and we are actually going to start in January. We are going to start to extend it to kind of like three and a half days. Um, it's going to begin on Sunday nights, and so that is something new. We're gonna we're gonna try in January to get some of the paperwork out. Um, also. Um, possibly like one of the classes um, we're also going to have that evening just to help them to prepare for the next day. Um, It is a three-day seminar, and usually on that first day, that's the most difficult day for our participants because um, they talk about what brings them to the seminar. Um, whether it's one huge traumatic experience, um, or whether it's kind of an accumulation of what we've gone through throughout our careers, I know that we talk about you know big T's and little T's, or or bears and ducks. You know the bears are those big incidents that really affect us right there, um, big ugly, you know definitely traumatic. We recognize that as a critical incident, but a lot of times a lot of us are suffering from those ducks, the the trauma that we don't even realize is trauma, and it just starts to add up. A very good friend of mine gives the analogy of Jacob Marley and about the chains that Jacob Marley carries and his were for, you know, not good deeds. So that's not really the, the uh, association with us, but those are kind of the traumas that we carry and you pick up one link here you pick up another link over here and before you know it you're lugging around a lot of chains and it starts to weigh you down so um, on that first day you kind of unpack that that backpack you unload some of that stuff and and talk about what brought you to that seminar and uh unfortunately because a lot of first responders have so much trauma in their lives there's a lot of triggers so maybe even a trauma that you didn't initially come for it might get triggered while you're there so that first day is a a little difficult uh, but it definitely moves to the positive from from there on we have things in the evenings um such as yoga. Um, we have non-denominational prayer service. Like you mentioned earlier, we have recruited you to do some addiction awareness stuff uh, for a post-critical incident seminar. So all of these things are, um, helpful, I think, to folks in the evening to kind of regulate themselves and, and help them to move forward with positive coping skills. Um, also we're, we're looking at implementing for the 2022 year is just some more evening activities that, um, like a, um, we're looking to add a movie night. So it, after the yoga and after the non-denominational prayer service that we'll be actually having a movie that's just a, a fun comedy um, that somebody can come and just watch and, and relax a little bit knowing that that Monday is a pretty heavy day. It's, it's really um Tasking. You have the anxiety of, of talking in front of people, talking about maybe a critical incident that you've never talked about before. So, um, we wanted to kind of lighten that in the evenings as well to, to bring some happiness in there um, and not such a heavy content. So, we're always looking for ways that we can expand our program and, and bring um, additional things in. So, that was one of the things that we actually got from um, our critiques that we have at the end of the program. So, we have just uh, finished our 14th one. Uh, this past September, so, and that's what led us to to start these on Sunday nights too. We're going to try that for 2022. Um, on day two, uh, that gets a little bit easier, but we have a little bit of of classroom on relationships, which we all know as first responders, we're the best communicators in the world. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes our spouses don't don't realize that, right? So, we are the
1: best communicators. Um, Everywhere except in our own homes.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Um, So we try and help with that. And then um, we have small groups as well that, that kind of break those critical incidents down even more. We try and pair people up with individuals that either have... Um, kind of similar circumstances or are at least experiencing the same kind of signs and symptoms of those stressful events. Um, and then we also have clinicians there. So during those small groups we pull people out to see their own clinician. All of our clinicians are EMDR certified. Um, that is we like to refer to that as like some sort of voodoo that they, they put on you or or some sort of uh, uh, magic that they can, they can uh, do because I, I don't know uh, exactly how it works but I can definitely bear that it does so that's extremely helpful um and it just kind of makes it so that critical incident that's really affecting you is no longer that 70 inch screen tv in front of you uh it's actually that kind of for those of us that have a little bit of age to us that are listening to this uh that little black and white uh, screen tv is now in the back of the the room so um we also have a chair massage so some lovely ladies come and and uh pretty much volunteer their time, um, there to come and help and, um, do chair massage as a, as a relaxation, coping, stress relief. Um, also we teach classes on day three, such as mindfulness, which is extremely helpful. We added that to the program, knowing how beneficial mindfulness is and if you can keep up with that, um, you know, it helps with sleep, it helps with uh, that body regulation, it helps just with that anxiety that a lot of us feel. Um, so we, we uh, do things like that. We also have just a, a presentation of the Ministry of Presence. And it talks about not having to have the right words, not, not even talking about anything, but just allowing people to know that you're present there. Mm-hmm. Um, for them, so it's extremely, extremely helpful, and we talk about resiliency. So um, that's another class that we have is on resiliency, and, and how do you how do you come back from a critical incident that that is life changing, right? All of these things change us in some way um, from who we were originally, and whether it's those ducks or those bears, uh, unfortunately, it changes us in some some way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it really is a, a great program, and and I really like to see that it's evolving and you're implementing the suggestions that people are putting in. I mean, the, the program has been phenomenal, but there's always little things, little twists that we can uh, do to improve the program. Movie night is going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that'll I be new that one. I didn't realize um, that
1: you guys were planning on doing that
0: yeah yeah so this is new information we just actually had a meeting last week so i'm slowly calling all of the peers and and letting them know that that something is is on the rise here for 2022 but we thought um and we may even see if we can do the addiction piece just so people understand that as they're telling their stories they can kind of come to terms that if they're having addiction issues that that's okay like it's it's something that you can work through, and um, there's help there for you, and it's not um, so much stigma there that that they understand that that's a safe place that they'll be able to kind of help with whatever struggles they're going through, that um, those feelings, those those overwhelming feelings, those anger issues, whatever that they're experiencing, that o- at Ohio Assist those post-critical incident seminars, that is a safe place um, for them to o- unload some of that and find healthy coping mechanisms um, find peers find that that networking that camaraderie that can help you move forward and begin that new normal journey
1: yeah and it's amazing uh, feedback this may be news to you uh, Molly uh, you never know what the seeds the seeds that are being planted in people's minds I actually had someone recently uh, reach out to me they had attended assist several years ago and said that the addiction piece uh, planted a seed in their mind, and they had been thinking for uh, since that time, several years, that they needed to get help uh, with a drinking issue that they have. And um, I'm happy to report that that individual decided to go ahead and get help. But they'd been thinking about That's it for nice. several years. But the plant was seeded. Uh, the plant the the seed was planted at at the PCIS your program. So. You never know that what is, impact it's going to Yeah,
0: have. that is that is phenomenal. And it's, you know, you really don't. There have been um, people that we have had that have come in their marriages have been completely derailed. They are talking divorce. They're ready to give up, throw in the towel. And um, the relationship piece and kind of talking about um, those things in their marriage even has saved marriages. And they've, they've been very open about that, that that, that seminar saved their marriage. So not saying that that happens for everybody. Um, but I know specifically one couple that was, um, came to our Ohio Assist seminar. They, they said that that was the most they talked in like three years. They said those three days, they talked way more than they had in the past three years. And so, um, you know, we know that just by hearing and, and seeing it firsthand, you know, you can see in people's faces when they first come in and when they're leaving that they are just lighter, that things are um, still there, obviously. Like, it, it's not like a magic potion that we give you and, and it completely gets rid of everything, um, but it, it definitely offloads and gives you techniques or ways to be able to deal with that trauma and for future trauma because we know that as a first responder – that trauma doesn't stop our jobs don't stop
1: no no and and you have to be ready for that day this helps you prepare for the day that the tragedy happens cuz it's going to happen and it, you don't have to be a first responder for a tragedy to happen in your life that happens to everybody and right. you know we're we're kind of in training for the big day and how are we going to respond to that and how are and more importantly how, wh- how how are we going to deal with it are we going to deal with it in a healthy way or an unhealthy way and those are the the discussion the discussions that occur at PCIS. At, uh, yeah. Now, as far as yeah. uh, identifying the attendees, because uh, well, let me ask you this. Okay. How many people typically attend and how do you go about selecting who's going to attend or can they, um, or can they volunteer for it?
0: Sure. So um, it can be kind of all of the above. Um, they can volunteer for the program and actually we encourage people to volunteer. We we would rather that than somebody being voluntold uh, to come. But there have been a few people that have been voluntold and they come in maybe a little bit disgruntled, maybe not so sure as to what they, you know, why they're there or maybe don't want to be there. And by the end of the seminar, they're like, man, I'm i'm glad that i came to this seminar so um, if somebody wishes to attend or maybe if a boss is thinking about it they need more information um, we have uh, a website the ohio assist is is on the website and um, if you wish to register on the ohio assist website um, you can actually go in the upper right hand corner if it if if you're on a desktop, it's in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, there's a tab there that says registration. You would just click on that registration. And one thing that I forgot to mention, too, is for this seminar, we encourage people to bring either their spouse or a support person that has been helping them. And also this seminar is completely free. There is no cost to that. So there's two important things that, that I almost forgot to tell, um, but it's completely free and you can bring that support person. So whoever that individual is that's supporting you in your life, it doesn't have to be a significant other or a spouse. It can be, you know, your mom, it could be a, a sibling, it could be recommend that they bring somebody who is supporting them so they can understand why you're reacting that way and possibly um, how to help you through that. Or even for them, if they're struggling with something out of how you're handling that, um, h- how do we help them um, to to recognize better coping Mechanisms or or better ways to to deal with that. So, um, a registration. If you do bring somebody with you, a registration form needs to be filled out for for both individuals. So for you and your support person, and uh, you just send that into Ohio Assist uh, email, and it's right at the top of the the registration, and we process that before. Um, the seminar starts, I call all of the participants and touch base with them and, and kind of check to make sure that uh, the seminar is, is the appropriate, um, I don't want to say treatment, but the, the appropriate steps, I guess, that you would need to, to go through to try and start that new journey. Um, of just feeling better of offloading some of that stuff. So um, once in a while, we will have somebody that has trauma that is kind of either a above and beyond what we do, or maybe not the the same um or the type of trauma that, that we would deal with um, as first responders, whether it's a, a personal trauma um, that has occurred. We, we don't usually deal with personal traumas, but sometimes d- depending on that personal trauma, it might be linked to the job that you're doing. So that's why we take a look at, at every registration that is submitted. And um, we very seldomly turn people away because we know how important this is. So um, usually we have a class of about 30 um, recently with covid unfortunately and a lack of manpower and um, you know gatherings and stuff like that, it has been um, less than that. We've had probably on an average about twenty five rather than than thirty. but um, the smaller classes aren't aren't bad either. you know that the people are get a little bit more time to speak and um, it's been extremely beneficial to everybody so um, you can sign up and, and it's available once again in Ohio here to all first responders so um, and, and in all actuality even the first responders um, like civilian staff as well so we've had uh, secretaries come in from I'll give you the example of our agency secretaries from our agency have come in that, um, are affected by some of the things that have happened, whether it's a critical incident at the patrol post or whether it's a, um, a tragedy that's occurred within the agency or, or possibly outside the agency that's now affecting their job, what they're doing now. So it doesn't even have to be um, specifically that first responder. Um, we look at, at the agency as a whole as well because we know that when there's a critical incident within that agency, how many people that that truly affects.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a very good point. It really is. Now, uh, I'm also going to point out that if you go to Ohio Assist, the hotel room is provided, the food is provided yes. uh, to include, um, you know, coffee and snacks. And I will tell you this, I will tell you, you will not starve while you are there. <laughs> In fact, by day no, three, you're going to say, please, dear Lord, let there be less food while we're here.
0: (laughs) You're going to be taken care of. They, they,
1: They do. They do a phenomenal job of taking care of you while you're there. Cause, uh, I don't know if we mentioned that earlier, but, but yeah, I mean, everything's taken care of.
0: Yeah. It's all free. And, um, it's actually held at the same place every time. So it is four times a year, like, like you, uh, previously mentioned, but it's four times a year and it's at the Marriott hotel in Dublin, Ohio. And, um, That's on the website as well, so you'd kind of know where you would be going. Um, On the website, too, it gives you kind of just a little synopsis of what I went over um, as to what that three-day seminar would would look like. So um, there's also comments on there from people that have attended, and I think that that's beneficial because it really tells how that seminar has changed their lives um, and, and influenced them to take steps and keep taking those steps of mental wellness.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, one one thing that I, I don't think you had mentioned is there have been some Department of Defense people that have attended as well. Did we? I don't think we talked about that.
0: Of what? I'm sorry, Mike? Uh, Department I- of
1: Defense. We've had some military folks attend as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, they actually were talking about implementing some of this within the military. I know that the National Guard was talking about possibly getting involved in, and having uh you know, post-critical incident seminars too. So I know that this program, because of the success of it, um, you know, we don't like to talk about our feelings much. And I think that that's common knowledge across the board when we talk about first responders. We are not ones that express our feelings. And and a lot of times, we don't even realize what trauma is. And we look at it as to, that's just our daily job. You know, that's what we do on a daily basis. That's not trauma. That's my job. That's what I signed up for. But, it is trauma and it does affect you. And so I think that it's just even um, bringing to light some of those things across, you know, different career fields or, or different, um, you know, such as the military or whatever about what that trauma is and also just awareness to get rid of some of that stigma. Um, Just that it's, you know, that trauma affects your body and your body displays those things. It's not something that we can control um as as uh, first responders we like to be in control that is something that we do not like to lose control of things and when we cannot control things that our body is doing uh we don't like that so mm-hmm. i think it's just even explaining that trauma your body will react to that trauma um you can say no it's it's not affecting me but your body is going to tell you otherwise
1: oh yeah absolutely absolutely and it really it manifests manifests itself in so many different ways, and then we use those unhealthy coping mechanisms like mm-hmm. drinking, drugging, uh, pornography, sex, food—whether it's too much or too little—on uh, and on. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that this manifests itself, and uh, yeah. what what it just does exercise, is help you something that they think exercise. is
0: healthy, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 Well, I mean, yeah. it can be, and we promote that, but we talk about that as yeah. well—that we can overdo that too. That yeah. we we can we can misuse everything, even things that we think are healthy. But it, yeah. at Ohio Assist, we discuss those issues and we bring it to the forefront right. and and give people the tools and the concepts behind how can you effectively deal with the stress that goes with this job.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's uh you know it's it's so beneficial and and one of the things that we also implemented. Um, into the post critical incident seminars is at the very end we give you additional resources that you can either attend or there's like a list of apps. There's, um, a bunch of books you can read. Like there's a lot of resources that we give you to keep healing, um, Unfortunately, I wish that that I could say you come here and you are completely healed, right? Um, We we come and heal you and that's it just kind of starts that process. And it's not like we just want to, you know, give you a pat on the back and send you out the door and say, Okay, there you go. Um, You know, we have follow ups with the the individuals that attend post-critical incident seminar. We we call and make sure that they're still doing all right. Is there anything that we can do for them? And so I think just that follow up, giving them additional resources that they can use, additional free resources um, that they can use and continue that that journey of of mental wellness and and taking care of themselves through those stressful events, I think is very beneficial. Um, there's a there's a lot of stuff I, I think I, I learned just as much from uh, the seminars as what they do each time I, I facilitate one of these. So um, I, I think that they are extremely beneficial, and I encourage anyone, um, you know, in Ohio to, to look into it, look up the website. Uh, the website is actually, you can get to it a couple different ways, but um, if you look at Ohio Assist, it's actually DPS Ohio, O-H-I-O Assist, A-S-S-I-S-T dot Ohio dot gov, and it'll actually direct you to the Ohio Assist page Um and just read up on it. And if you have any questions too, uh, my number is on there um, and it pulls it up too, I think that if you have DPS, somehow I I get random phone calls from people looking for information across the state um, or people traveling through the state, my cell phone is one that they call. So um, I am on that page, my information's on there. the cell phone number uh, goes directly to me 24 hours a day, as well as my email is on there. So uh, any questions or anything like that, people can always reach out to me, and my information is always right on that website.
1: And what, what is that website again?
0: It is dot Ohio spelled out, o-h-i-o.gov, gov g o v
1: Oh, that's fantastic. And speaking of the state of Ohio, mm-hmm. now you're with the the high, the Ohio Highway Patrol. But is this a Ohio Highway Patrol function or is this a collaborative?
0: No, no, not at all. Um, how it came about was uh, our agency had found this program and brought it back to the state of Ohio. And at the time, Colonel Paul Pride wanted to make sure that all first responders were able to benefit from this. So um, this is a uh, 501c3 that, that was uh, developed. It is for all First responders across the state of Ohio. This is not an Ohio State Highway Patrol program, anything like that. It is a collaborative. All of the peers that come are from all different agencies across the state of Ohio. Um, you know, they're they're uh, the clinicians that come in are independent clinicians, um, and and really the networks that are made um, or the networking that is done at Ohio Assist really builds lifelong friendships and um, support systems um for first responders across the state no matter what discipline you're in so um you know you have ems fire police uh, corrections you know those dispatchers kind of see it from our point of view we see it from theirs it's it's a it's an amazing program to bring everybody together so this is not a, a highway patrol program whatsoever it is a first responder uh, state of ohio program and uh we're so excited that that we were able to kind of start it. Um, but obviously um, you know, it takes all of the agencies to supply people and to promote the program and um just care about their people, right? To to bring them to Ohio Assist and, and those post critical incident seminars and and uh getting them the, the help that they need.
1: Yeah. It is a great program. So if you are in Ohio and you think that this is a program that will benefit you or someone that you know, definitely reach out to, uh, to Molly and her team. Any last sort of words of advice or anything that we've not covered that you think that uh, the listeners should know about?
0: I think that it would be beneficial to let them know that there are other post-critical incidents uh, or seminars, Mm -hmm. rather, post-critical incident seminars across the the United States. So even if there is a listener listening to this that is in a state that doesn't have a post-critical incident seminar, look me up I will help you to find one whether it's you know in Ohio or maybe a local local state um, more you know closer to you or whatever we have a very good working network and we we keep in contact with all of the states that that operate these so or possibly if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking man our state would benefit from that um, you know we help states to set up um, post critical incident seminars so um, if you know we can get you to the right people to to start one in your state, and I highly recommend it because it is so helpful to the first responders. So, uh, any way that I can help to to help promote this program or to to get one started in your state or um, just to support any of the other fellow states that are currently doing it, um, by all means, my phone number is on the on the website, and I can actually give it to you now, Mike. If if you um, will take it, it's nine three seven. Sure. 937-645-0540. And um, they can call, like I said, I know time zones are, are different, but I keep that phone on me all the time. So um, if anybody needs anything, by all means, you know, depending on whether you need it or someone else, someone that you know needs it, or maybe you're just looking to start it. Um, give me a call and I can help you out.
1: Oh, that, that is fantastic. And really appreciate you coming on the show. I mean, that was fantastic information. And please, please reach out to, to Molly and her team. And check out that website. There is a, there are a lot of resources on there. In fact, uh, if, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's still on there. You guys have a video on addiction, and I think that video is me speaking on that that video. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is it still there? I, yes,
0: yes. That that is correct. It is still on there. So, um, yeah, you you we aren't letting you go, Mike. You are you are staying with us. So <laughs> it's on there. It. That's right. You are not allowed to to ever leave Ohio Assist.
1: You know, funny story about that. I actually for a while I didn't know that that video was out there, and uh, it was a a training that I did in Ohio. I don't think that was Ohio Assist. I think it was a different audience I was talking to, mm-hmm. and uh, it was filmed. And it's one of those things where I had forgotten that it was filmed, and I was uh, perusing your website one night, and I and I saw the on there. Oh, addiction um, a, a discussion on, on addiction, or um, discussion on alcohol, I think is what it is. And I oh, what are they doing? And I pulled it up, and I looked at it. And I go. Hey, that looks like me. <laughs> so that's out there. It's on the website uh, if you want to yeah, check that out. Yeah. Uh, but we do, we do, we do talk about alcohol in there, and um, so interesting stuff. But Molly, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having me, Mike. I really appreciate it, and and thanks for everybody for listening to because this is a very important resource, and uh, hopefully some folks will benefit from it.
1: Absolutely. And so, folks, I just want to point out that this episode is sponsored by FHE Health, and FHE Health has been providing life-changing behavioral health services for more than 20 years, and they treat substance abuse and mental health disorders in an individualized and comprehensive approach. Recognizing the specialized treatment needs of the first responder community, they've created Shatterproof, a dedicated program for law enforcement, fire rescue, and similar communities to receive treatment among peers. Their experience in providing privacy and working with unions for employment FHE Health is committed to providing the best care experience for our patients, for the families, and for our communities. So learn more at FHEHealth.com. And, you know, as always, folks, I, I like to say that I don't necessarily represent any group. I know we're talking about Ohio Assist, uh, but I don't represent them. I just uh, have Molly and her folks come on here and talk about the program, and I don't represent anyone anyone other than myself when it comes to my opinions. My only purpose in giving this information is to share with you what I've learned Uh, because it's helped me and maybe it will help you too, because this is a phenomenal program. If I've said anything that doesn't apply to you, or if Molly has said something that doesn't apply to you, then just discard it. But try to take any information you can use for yourself to help others as well, because that's what we do in recovery. We help ourselves along the way as we try to impart the knowledge we've gained to help others as well so with that please visit our facebook page which is recovery is possible and our website vanmeterwellnesssolutions.com wellness solutions.com let me know how i'm doing and let me know if there's any topic that you're interested in hearing about because i'd love to hear from you so guys take care and we'll talk to you next time